0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode. Um, It's snowed here. (laughs) That is definitely one of the things that happened. We got probably about 10 or 11 inches of snow in our yard uh, in the last couple days. Day, I guess. Um, So going to school tomorrow may be exciting. But that's probably not what you're actually here to hear. Um I'm I'm not doing great. Uh what's today? Today's Wednesday. So Monday night um Chris and I were talking about how things were going and just kind of communicating about things that were worrying us and where we thought we were with certain uh projects and things and He thought I had been upset about something, and it wasn't that. It was apparently the DFL, because I spent the next hour gasping and ugly crying, and bringing out every last bit of imposter syndrome, and self-hating perfectionism, and self-doubt, and just vomited up misery. That I've been feeling, things that I, you don't want to talk about when you're doing a talk like this, because you want people to say, oh, look, people who are struggling with what you're struggling with can be high functioning. Look at all the brilliant things that they can do, and we can still trust them as. Colleagues, as friends, and that we are going to be able to share these kinds of things with them without burdening them, and that they're, you know, well, maybe depression's actually like a superpower. Maybe it just makes you hyper focused sometimes. And it does sometimes. Sometimes it also makes you hyper-focused on yourself, which is not always a good thing. Um, There's a lot of toxic self-chat in my head. Um, I often feel I'm not good enough at the things that I do, or that I will be letting people down if I say no to things. Um, That if this is not the absolute best DFL of all time that I will have somehow failed and everyone with depression and mental illness will be set back 20 years simply because of my incompetence. These are the things that I focus on or that people will be kind to me afterward and say how good it was but when you look At their faces you know it wasn't actually very good and that people will start avoiding talking about things like that or not setting off the fragile person so yeah I think that was kind of a real face-to-face confrontation with exactly what I've gotten myself into because this is a very vulnerable sort of a thing. Um, i um, It's exactly 40 days until uh, I give this talk. So the end of Lent, today is the beginning. 40 days from now, it will be done for good or ill, and we will see what my career, what my professional relationships look like after that, what my research trajectory is. So there's a lot of unknowns right now. And I haven't been doing very well for several weeks, and I haven't been able to make myself work because it's all too hard. It's all overwhelming, and it's easy to say, well, we got a new dog. Well, we had to go to Chicago for a week for C's. Well, you know, this and that and the other thing. Uh, I gotta. took my laptop with me to C's because it's basically surgically attached to me because what is a healthy work-life boundary, I don't really know. And it got a cracked screen when I was traveling so I'm kind of limping along with half a laptop right now which is challenging shall we say um, so I'm using my hand-me-down desktop at school and uh, projecting to extra monitors at, w- or at work the hand-me-down desktop is at home um, so but it's easy, it's like not going to the gym, which, coincidentally, I've also not been doing, um, and to say, well, I couldn't do the research today, or I couldn't think about it today because I have too much else going on, and that's always going to be the case. I'm on a search committee for our new administrative assistant. I'm helping do a major redesign of English 2010. We're wrapping up the summer schedule so that we can send out the fall schedule. And I quietly have tiny nervous breakdowns. So that's fun. Um, But on Tuesday when I was at work... Um, one of my students, a very high achieving non-traditional student who always thinks she isn't doing enough um, and has a tendency to overextend, not something I know anything about, um, came to my office basically in tears because she had gotten behind in her classes. Uh, Not just mine but a couple others so Um, And this was, you know, about, I don't know, 10 hours after I'd had my own little, I can't do this, I'm not good enough, sort of a crisis. So I had to be the teacher who says, no, this is how we handle mental illness, this is how we handle big projects, let's print out a blank calendar, here's half of a pad of to-do lists that I got for myself, take those with you. Email me when you come up with a plan. It's all bite-sized chunks. And it's a lot of cognitive dissonance. But I think it worked out reasonably well. Because it kind of got me to do some of the advice that I had been giving her. So that was a good thing. Um, I finished reading the book or the chapters I was interested in, in the book on uh, mental health and faculty administrators and grad students in higher ed. Um, And I read about uh, six articles beyond that the other night um, and started annotating them. One really good one that I think is going to be a good frame was um, Stephanie Kirschbaum's uh, 2014 article, on rhetorical agency and disclosing disability in academic writing. Um, Professor Kirschbaum is a rhetorician and a composition scholar, among many other achievements. And coming at this from like a rhetorical studies point of view made a lot of sense more than this kind of just being an agony and well here's what i did and here's where to find your bootstraps so that you too can be a high performing reliable colleague so yeah this episode kind of a downer right? but you know i i have down days and there's probably going to be a lot more of them but on the bright side um, I told you that we had done some great cleaning downstairs because of the house sitter or dog sitters who were coming to stay while we were gone to the conference, and it's allowed me to set up an actual home office down here, which I'd never really done for some reason, so now I have my two very large monitors on uh one very small desk. And so I can have my Word document with quotes open and my outline with uh, areas to plug in open and Zotero for annotation and I can click over to Firefox in order to go look up articles that I'm finding um, that I still hadn't read, but I think the time for adding new articles is basically at an end. Um, I have a timeline now, so the reading and annotating and quote mining are going to be done at the end of next week. So that's going to be finished, and then I'm going to take two weeks to draft. That's going to be a little bit tricky because my mother and I are going to Florida for spring break, but hopefully she goes to bed earlier than I do and I can get a little bit work done at night, and then get that draft done, and then turn it into something that is at least visually accessible, if not pleasing. So that's kind of the plan for right now is how do I how do I manage this so that it can be managed. <laughs> so um Chris is being incredibly supportive and helpful and I'm tremendously lucky to have him. He's taking on more of the um, housework right now so that I can come down here and kind of focus on this whole messy thing. Um, he also wants me to let you all know that when I mentioned Bowling for Soup being part of the, pod, or the playlist that I'm making on Spotify, that it was him who introduced me to them. So, um, in my normal, <laughs> extra, whatever maybe just extra way. I am now much more into them than him. So they are mine now. But I think I see a way forward. I still don't know the shape of this yet. Um, I there's a lot of options but I think it's going to be doable. And If it's not, I probably won't remember Um, ever since I can remember. When I do public speaking, it's sort of an out-of-body experience, and I don't exactly remember what I said afterward. And I think to a degree all composition like that is for me, because I was talking to some people at our conference uh, this week, and she was uh, one of the... um, Uh, senior scholars I was talking to was talking about going back and reading things you'd written a couple years ago or five or ten and thinking about kind of where you were when you did that and she's like, yeah younger me came up with some pretty good stuff I look back at chapters and papers and articles I genuinely do not remember what is in them or writing it I i don't know if it's a fugue state or (laughs) trauma from composition or what but um that's definitely something unusual but i think for the um dfl itself i'm just gonna bring up my laptop in whatever state it happens to be in at that point um and i'm gonna turn audacity on And I'm going to record the talk. And so those of you who are listening who aren't able to come hear it, or you just want to know what the hell happened, then you'll be able to hear it probably a few hours after I say it. So, um, but I think, I think it'll be okay, but. It sure did not feel that way the other night. So, thank you for listening to me ramble, and I'll have another episode, hopefully a bit sooner, to keep you updated on what on Earth is happening now.